Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harkin, senior editor behind SteelCurtain.com with you for a Friday Let's Ride podcast. It's a little bit different today, folks. The reason is the Steelers don't play on Sunday. Uh, we are still going to have Blue Check back on in the second half. We're going to give you NFL game picks. I'll give you my prediction. But if you're looking for me to really dive into the nuts and bolts of the what the Steelers need to do to win this game, which is typically what our Friday segment is, well, I'm not going to be doing that today. I'm going to be doing that on Monday. I'm going to be doing it on Monday. So before we even get to anything with this podcast, I want to lay out the schedule for the weekend and next week since the Steelers, this is their first time not playing on a Sunday. So I'm doing my regular show today. On Monday, you will get a Let's Ride podcast. It'll sound a lot like my Friday podcast, except we want to blue check back on in the second half. Maybe I'll get someone else to join me. But nonetheless, Monday's show will be 5 o'clock a.m. Eastern time when it is released on all of your podcast platforms. And then you're probably like, well, what's going to happen on Tuesday? We're used to hearing Jeff on Tuesday after the game. What, what, what is go- what's going on? So on Tuesday, you will get the live mic. Michael Beck will get to do the recap podcast, but don't worry. My ride or die crew, I've got you. So the winners and losers segment of my show, 
because I do write that article anyways. I am going to do a special Winners and Losers podcast that's going to run on Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. It's not going to be a full show. It's probably going to be around 15 to 20 minutes in length, and I'm going to outline who I have as my Winners and Losers from the Week 9 game. Monday Night Football, Chicago Bears, at Heinz Field, Color Rush, you got it, on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, we are back to our regular scheduled action where I will be back with my ride-or-die crew on Wednesday answering mailbag questions. You know the drill. All right, so with that out of the way, I wanted to make sure I got that schedule out of the way for people that love to listen to my Let's Ride podcast. It's become part of their Monday, Wednesday, Friday, part of their routine. You're going to get me Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but also on Tuesday, so maybe next week is a little bit special. But if you hate my podcast, then I'm sorry. What if you hate, if you hate my podcast? What are you, why are you listening to me right now? That's that's my question. Nonetheless, um, quick reminder: behindthesteelcurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers, behind the steel curtain, subscribe, follow, whatever you have to do so that you do not miss a thing. And anywhere that you get your podcasts, let's say you stumble on this podcast at behindthesteelcurtain.com, go to wherever you get your podcast: Google Podcast. Um, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, you name it. Subscribe, follow, whatever you have to do. Because you don't want to just get my Let's Ride podcast. You want to get the Stat Geek with Dave Schofield, the Live Mike with Michael Beck, all of our noon shows like What Yin's Talking About, the Fantasy Football Podcast, the War Room with Maddie Peverell, um, the, the Cutting Room Floor with Jeffrey Benedict. I feel like I'm missing one, but I don't think I am. <laughs> so nonetheless, check it out. Check out our podcast platform. That's all of our afternoon shows as well. Okay, so what do I want to talk about today? We're not going to be breaking down what the Steelers need to do. If you want to listen to some stat-based uh, talk, go check out Dave Schofield's Stat Geek, which was a really good episode on um, Thursday morning. I'm getting my days all mixed up. Boy, is it really weird, you know? Um, let's talk about news first, okay? Let's do news first. So the, the big news for the Steelers, you know, Thursday uh, is the first reported practice. So that's all we have to go from here on this Friday morning show. Chris Boswell was back at practice, and that's a good thing, folks. And the Steelers did sign Josh Lambeau as a practice squad player just in case. It's like an insurance policy. You just you never know. And when they did that, the, the hope was, and Mike Tomlin reiterated this on Tuesday, that they understand that they have there's a protocol. They understand that the Steelers have to follow said protocol for Chris Boswell to actually get out of that protocol and that concussion protocol is what I'm talking about. And he was a limited participant in practice on Thursday. So there were other players that were limited. Ben Roethlisberger, that was, okay, we, we know this. Uh, Cam Hayward with an ankle, I wouldn't be too concerned. Eric Ebron didn't practice. Uh, BJ Finney with a back. But again, it was Chris Boswell being limited. Now, some might say limited that, Jeff, that's not a full participant. Why are we getting excited? Well, the concussion protocols state that, and they're all pretty much the same, by the way. You have to start to exert your body. So once Chris Boswell wasn't having any symptoms of a concussion, we're talking no headaches, no dizziness, no sensitivity to light, all those typical um, concussion-like symptoms, once he stopped having those, they said, okay, we can start exerting the body again. And so they have him do probably some treadmill work walk a little bit, jog a little bit, and then how do you feel? This extra day that he has, because the Steelers don't play till Monday night, could be a godsend for Chris Boswell. It could mean the difference between him playing and getting out of the protocol and him not and having to wait until week 10 when the Steelers host the Detroit Lions in Heinz Field. So the fact that 
Chris Boswell was a limited participant in practice is a good thing for the Steelers. On Friday, later in the afternoon when they have their practice, if he is again limited, don't fret. Wait until the next Saturday, the final injury report to see how he is labeled. He has to ease his way back. I would expect him to be a full participant on Friday, and then if as long as there's no setback, he would be good to go. But you just don't know. We can all sit here and speculate. We can all say this is typically how the body recovers from a concussion, but we just don't know. Every single person, every single human brain heals at a different rate, so keep that in mind. All right, the Steelers are going to host the Bears, and this is a game we've all been there. Just go ahead and ask the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. They've been there. They were there last week. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable when you think about it. They were there last week in terms of they they came off that huge win over the Baltimore Ravens, and then all of a sudden, boom, lay an egg in New York. The Jets, they lose. No one expected that to happen. And the Steelers, we've all seen it. I, I literally feel like we could rattle off a list of games where the Steelers were maybe not coming off a big win, even though the Steelers are in Week 8 when they beat the Cleveland Browns. That's a big win. And they lose to a quarterback that you're thinking, well, I can't believe they lost that quarterback. So what I want to talk about in the first segment here, because we are going to have Michael Beck on the second segment, is I want to steal, see the Steelers show that killer instinct on Monday night. That's what I want to see. I want to see the Pittsburgh Steelers go out on the field, color rush or not, doesn't matter, don't care. I want to see the Steelers go out and literally – put their foot on an opponent's throat and say, no, this isn't happening. There's no upset in the making here. There's, you're not even going to mess around. That's what I want to see. And it's been a long time since we've seen the Steelers enter a game where they're heavy favorites, and they're not even touchdown favorites. I believe the last line that I saw, uh, oh, this is according to DraftKings Sportsbook, our official sportsbook of SB Nation, it had gone from six and a half opening line to six. So it's actually trending in the other direction. But so it's a pretty big spread for the Steelers. They don't score a lot of points, neither do the Bears. I want to see the Steelers go out. And, and it, like I said, I listened to Dave Schofield's stat geek, and he was rattling off how good the Bears are running the football and how lousy they are throwing the ball and how lousy they are scoring points. And then on the defensive side, how lousy the Bears are stopping the run. And, yes, they get after the quarterback, and they have good sack totals. But, my goodness, there are weaknesses that are absolutely glaring on this football team. When was the last time we saw the Steelers go into a game and have some semblance of a killer instinct? And when I say that, I mean they go into a game and they are going to just abuse that weakness. Abuse it. And when was the last time we saw the Steelers go out against a rookie Man, do do what they did against Joe Burrow last year. I, I take that back. They did that last year when they played Joe Burrow at Heinz Field as a rookie. They confused him. They beat him up. And he definitely didn't know what hit him by the time that game was done. And with Justin Fields coming to Heinz Field, that's what the Steelers need to do on Monday Night Football. Michael Beck made a great point. A great point on his live mic podcast on Tuesday morning. If you haven't listened, go back and check it out. When he said that the fact that this game coming up in week nine is on Monday Night Football and now we know they're wearing their color rush is a is a good thing. It's a big thing. And the reason why is with 
the national stage, you come. It, it typically comes with a an increased focus. In other words, if this was just another one o'clock game on Sunday at Heinz Field, you're sitting there and you're thinking, "Ugh, it's just another game for these guys, and they're going to be favorites, and they have a rookie quarterback coming to town, and you could see a letdown coming." I'm not saying that a letdown isn't going to come, but at the same time, Michael's point about it being on Monday Night Football is important. I think it's also very valid. So I, I want to see the Steelers do this in a certain fashion, too. Like just winning the game. Think about Seattle. Everyone thought Seattle, you know, they couldn't do stop anyone on defense. And the Steelers won the game. It went to overtime, and maybe it shouldn't have gone to overtime, but it was still close. Whether that botched uh, time at the end of the game was was the way it should have been called or not in week six. It doesn't matter at this point. But still, I think we could all agree that we were hoping for a more dominant performance. I want to see a dominant performance, but again, I want it to be done in a certain form or fashion. I cannot think about the I can't think of the last time where the Pittsburgh Steelers were favored to win a game and they literally dominated the line of scrimmage and ran the ball down the throat of the opponent. And on top of that, stuffed the run and forced the ball into the quarterback's hand. It's just has been a long time. You would probably have to go back to those early 2000 teams where they were, whether it's Jerome Bettis, whether it was Willie Parker, I could go down the list of players. Heck, even Rashad Mendenhall might have had a few games where they just dominated in the run game. That's what I want to see the Steelers do. The Steelers' offensive line is gradually improving, and the Chicago Bears' defense is susceptible to the run. They've been run on all season, and so for once, and, and this is under Andrew Feetner, so I don't want to, I don't want to draw conclusions with Matt Canada at the helm. And Ben Roethlisberger, by the way, has been more than willing to do what Matt Canada wants. In case you're curious about that. But with Matt Cannon at the helm, under Randy Feetner, how many times as fans did we see the Steelers almost, it almost felt like they were outthinking themselves. It almost felt like the Steelers were sitting there thinking, well, this team, they struggle against the run. So they're going to think that we're going to come out and just run, run, run. Well, we're going to fool them and we're going to come out and throw, throw, throw. That's exactly what you felt like. So far, so so far this season, I have not seen Matt Canada be this style of coordinator. You saw the Seattle Seahawks load the box, and then I talked about how proud I was that they continued to stick with the run. It sets up plays later, and that's important. That's a very important part of this game. And so when I think about this game, can the Steelers impose their will? You load the box, fine. We're going to run it down your throat anyways. That killer instinct. And then you have to throw the ball. I'm not suggesting you don't throw the ball, but when you do, you're making calculated plays, you're connecting on those plays, and again, you want to keep Ben Roethlisberger in that range, that 25 to 35 attempt range that I talk about over and over again. When he goes over 35, I typically feel like something's not right. If it's 37, we understand that's not too far off. 45, there's issues. 50 plus, you're playing from behind, that's a bad game. You're having to throw the ball to get back into it. And I know Ben Roethlisberger on Wednesday, he spoke to the media and said, well, you know, sometimes, you know, the the game dictates you got to throw it 50 times. I disagree. I disagree with that. You might say that the game can dictate that you throw it more than you wanted, the more than you hoped. But no, I am not saying that it's ever okay to have to throw the ball 50 times unless you're having to throw the ball to get back into a game because you're trailing. All you have to do is go back and look at the wildcard game last year at Heinz Field, and that's a perfect example. On defense, it just seems like it's been eons ago when the Steelers said, you want to run the ball? That's what you like to do? 
it's not happening. And it's tough. It is tough the way that the the season has set up. It's you know with the defensive front with Stefan Tuitt not back yet. Tyson Alualu still out. Obviously, he's probably done for the year. But my goodness, when was the last time you saw a defense that was suffocating? And that was against the, the opponent's strength. If you want to let the Bears hang around on Monday night, let them run the ball and then let Justin Fields move around in the pocket. You have to force Justin Fields into obvious passing situations, something T.J. Watt talked about after the game against Cleveland, saying they never really got early on in the game, especially in the first quarter and even in the third, they never really got the the Browns in obvious passing situations where they felt like they could pin their ears back. That's what you have to do. That's the killer instinct. You know what they want to do, and you're going to shut it down. That's the Steelers. That's what I want to see. This game has to be handled appropriately, in my opinion. You want me to be the type of, you know, you're, you're thinking about, okay, I, I want to be the fan that's that's there and, and, and supportive. I want to see the, the you win the right way. Yeah, a win's a win. You're going to hear me talk about that ad nauseum. But this is one of those games where the killer instinct is what's – I want to see it because I haven't seen it in a long time. I'll put it that way. Haven't seen it in a long time. It's time. It is time. I'll tell you what else it's time for. Blue check back time. That's right. Michael Beck's going to join me right after this break. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. You know me, Jeff Hartman, and it's Friday. That means that Blue Check Beck, Michael Beck, joins us, the only verified member of the BTSC family. Uh, Michael, you are back. You had a game last weekend. Coach, how'd it go? We fell short of our ultimate goal, but uh, proud of our boys for sticking in there. They played a they played a, a decent game, especially my O-line battle to the end, so proud of that group, but uh Hopefully uh, we can correct the ship of our, our last game of the season here coming up in two weeks. But uh, it was a tough loss, and we're, we're looking forward to brighter things in the future. Bye week coming up, though, right? Yes, sir. Hey, that means you can't lose. That's what I said with the Steelers. It was like, <laughs> hey, the bye week is the Steelers can't lose week. So, hey, you have that look look forward to. All right, Michael, got a lot of questions for you. We're going to do our game picks and all of that stuff we do every Friday. I want to ask a question that I asked you last week. I asked you this last week, and I want to revisit it based on the fact that Steelers have won three games in a row now. They're coming off that huge 15-10 to 10 win over the Cleveland Browns. And the question was this. Have we seen the best that we have of Ben Roethlisberger? And you said maybe there's another step. I'm going to ask you again. Has anything changed? Has he changed your mind in the way he's playing, the decision-making, the offensive line? What are your thoughts? It's definitely progressing. Like, like the leg is lifting. It's going to that next stair. 
It, we're definitely trending in that direction. There was definitely those two brutal dropped picks by the Browns. Uh, I, I can kind of recall two plays that really should have been intercepted. So those ones are obviously kind of big glaring uh, issues that don't show up on the stat sheet, but are still there. So there's some stuff that he's doing that uh, isn't necessarily the most pov- positive things in the world, but we're he- heading in the right direction for sure. I think he's playing definitely his best football of this season so far. And if that continues and we can build on it, then uh, the Steelers are just going to be in a better position for it. So I'd say it's trending like he can take that next step. He just has to complete it and uh, kind of avoid those plays that should be turnovers that thankfully haven't been uh, as of yet. Yeah, I believe I saw a statistic online today that stated that I think since week five, he's the only quarterback that hasn't thrown an interception and they've won all three games. So I just knocked on wood for all those superstitious out there. All right, next question. Melvin Ingram gets traded first and foremost. What was your response when you saw the Steelers get a conditional six-round pick for him? Um, I thought it was a pretty good uh, pretty good move, uh, considering he's a guy on a one-year deal um, and someone that uh, I didn't necessarily think would be uh, traded for any sort of asset. So in that sense, I was pretty happy by it. But uh, it's tough to see someone kind of make uh, that kind of mental uh, deci- decision of signing with a team when he should have known that uh, uh, the situation he was coming into. So from that sense, it sucked losing a player of his talent, but uh, that's really, that's really on him. Uh, so I'm just happy we, we recoup something. Do you think he would have become a cancer in the Steelers locker room? It seemed like it uh, in these interviews that are kind of popping out. A lot of people are saying, Oh, the team's better off without him. I've heard that a couple of times. I think Chris warmly said it. I think really Cam Hayward kind of alluded to it. Yeah. It was definitely like, Oh, you know what? I, I think both sides are better off. I think both players have said, um, so I, I, I think it seems like he was, uh, starting to voice his frustration a little bit. I think that's why he was left at home for that Cleveland trip. And they just, uh, they just washed their hands of him. Wow. That's news to me. I I'll have to go back and check out those interviews. That's interesting to me because a lot of fans were like, Oh, you're trading depth. Uh, for a six round pick and maybe a better locker room environment. And so, do you remember James Harrison uh, in TJ Watts rookie year when he just stopped showing up, would leave early? Just it was a huge distraction. So, hey, at least the Steelers get a six round pick out of it. What are your thoughts on Taco Charlton, though? He's the guy that's going to be tasked with taking over that number three pass rusher role. And yes, they have Derek Tushka or whatever, however you say his last name, but it's going to be Taco. It's Taco time. What are your thoughts on him? Can he at least provide some of what Ingram did for the Steelers in terms of quality depth? Uh, He's definitely not Melvin Ingram. Uh, Definitely a step back. Uh, He doesn't have that veteran moxie either. He's better than what I think they had before as that kind of number five. Like Quincy Roche was all right. Jameer Jones was definitely a a step ahead of him. Losing both those guys kind of suck. But I I think Taco Charlton just kind of has that, that size behind him where he's more able to play those defensive snaps rather than just being a special teams kind of body. Um, I think we're definitely going to see a bump in the snap usage of both TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, though something we were in the offseason at least talking a lot about. Hopefully the Steelers didn't have to do. But as we see it right now, I think that's something we're definitely faced with. Um, and hopefully it doesn't take away uh, from the upper levels of what Watt and Highsmith can do on the defensive side of the field. Well, I think a bump up for TJ and Alex Highsmith was probably expected anyways in games where, you know, it's tight. You're not going to want those, your best pass rushers to be off the field. Uh, I think that was, was kind of enticing about Melvin Ingram was that you could potentially give those players a rest without suffering a severe talent drop-off. What's crazy is that Taco Charlton was actually drafted ahead of TJ Watt. (laughs) 
right. <laughs> and now here he is. He was on the practice squad for a month, but they, the Steelers kind of luck out there getting Taco Charlton, having him in the system. He knows it. He can go in at least is a knowledgeable player. And they're going to be able to use him. Do you think this is a reclamation project? What are the expectations fans should have for Taco Charlton? I honestly don't have much in the way of expectation. Uh, I'd be surprised if he finished the year with a sack, uh, to be honest. I, I think he's more of a guy. You just hope to uh, your defense hangs on. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily going to get any pressure on the quarterbacks. I, I don't know if he's making any tackles for loss, but you just hope you get it like average play at, at best uh, when he steps on the field. And if I'm the opposite team, if I see TJ Watt to trotting off to get a bit of a rest, I know exactly where I'm going with the football in the next play. Uh, I would attack Taco Charlton. It, it could be an issue uh, and definitely something that you got to watch out for when old 98's on the field. Better than Cassius Marsh? Oh, yeah. Definitely better than uh, the old Pokemon King. Okay, good. That's that's all I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do some predictions. This is not our NFL game picks. We're going to get to that for week nine. I, I did this on my Wednesday Let's Ride. Again, I don't know if you listen to my show or not, but I looked at the next three games for not just the Steelers, but the division and said, this is a really critical juncture of the season for this black and gold team as they progress through the 2021 season. And everyone knows about just how difficult the schedule gets at the end of the season. But that's why these next three games to me are so critical. You have to come away with at least two wins, and those are games you're going to be favored in. I don't know if they'll be favored against the Chargers in, on, uh, in Week 11. But, Michael, real quick, it, when you talk about Chicago, Detroit, L.A. Chargers, how do you see the Steelers finishing those three? So the way it's set up right now, um, I, I know I've talked a lot about being scared of the Bears just because of the history between the Steelers and the Bears definitely uh, favors Chicago. Uh, but the fact that it's a primetime game at home against a rookie quarterback, for whatever reason, they play better wearing those color rush uniforms. I, I feel like the, the Steelers should take care of business here, uh, especially. And like I put big exclamation marks after this uh, playing a, a rookie quarterback. This defense always tees off on rookies. I, I think Justin Fields could be in for a long day. Uh, I know there's uh, been some injury issues, too, uh, that the Bears have been facing. The Steelers are still relatively pretty darn healthy after this bye week. So I'm going to Detroit. Let's talk about Detroit. So Detroit, uh, I think this is a game that the Steelers absolutely uh, have to win because of their lack of talent. Uh, Detroit, I still like their coaching staff. I, I think they play up uh, above their punching weight, but they just don't have that talent offense or defense. It's at home. The Steelers need to win this game as well. Move themselves to six and three before heading to the West Coast. The Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger traditionally are not a very good team in California, especially. Uh, and this one kind of worries me a little bit. I, I feel like we probably get one last Big Ben stinker out on the West Coast and maybe take that first L in a couple weeks against the Chargers and their high-flying offensive attack. It'd be nice to win that one, but just trends. I feel like the Steelers end up being 6-4 uh, and four, uh, after this uh, three-game stretch. Okay, now what I want to do is let's just do some rapid fire for the rest of the division, and I want to see where things will stack up heading into Week 12. So let's look at Baltimore. They're 5-2, first place in the division coming off a bye. Versus Minnesota, they ha they host the Vikings this week. Just real quick, who do you like there? Uh, in this first game, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I missed to hear the the, the Vikings Ravens. At, Vikings, yeah, Vikings in Baltimore. Uh, I, I still like Baltimore to win this game. Uh, Minnesota's falling apart here. Okay, uh, they yeah, yeah. Let's we're gonna do let's quick through and then at Miami second week, maybe week. Oh, 10. the Dolphins are bad. I still like Baltimore. Okay, and then at Chicago. 
the Bears are also bad. I still like Baltimore. <laughs> so okay, so this is fine. So this has you would say that the, then at the same juncture the Ravens would be eight and two. Let's go to Cleveland. They're four and four, last place in the division. The Steelers coming off beating them. They go to Cincinnati this week. Who you like? Give me the Bengals. Oh, okay. Now that then the the Browns go to New England. Oof. Ah, uh, they, they get one back here. Give, give me Cleveland against uh, the Patriots. Okay, and then versus Detroit at home. And they win that one. Detroit's hopeless. All right. So that means that you're looking at a six and five uh, Cleveland Brown team. Now let's go to Cincinnati. They have Cleveland. You have them winning that one. They have a bye. Can't lose. And then they play the Raiders after the bye at in Vegas. Oh, the Raiders are just trending in such a bad direction right now. Give me the Bengals. So that would mean that you would have a seven and three. Bengals team boy that would make things really tight in the AFC North with a six and four Steelers six and five Browns seven and three Bengals and an eight and two Baltimore Ravens it's definitely going to get interesting but I was just curious as to how you saw this match hey we know this anything can change week to week this is a week to week league Um, everything from injuries uh, news whether it's the crap that's going on with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers but nonetheless, let's get to our game picks. NFL game picks is what we always do every Friday. All right, Mike, were you ready for this? Yes, I am. Okay, let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens, and let's throw in the spread this time. They host the Minnesota Vikings. Baltimore is giving six and a half coming off the bye. Do you think the Ravens cover? The Ravens, I I, I think they only have one loss, like all time under uh, Harbaugh uh, coming off the bye, and I think that was two of the Steelers of all teams. But uh, I, I think that trend kind of continues. I think they win this game, but... I think the Vikings cover. I think it's a tight game. Minnesota plus five and a half. All right. I'm going to take the Ravens giving six and a half coming off the bye. I think they play well. Then the New England Patriots go to Carolina. New England's giving three and a half on the road. What do you think about this one? Oh, this is a tough game. The Carolina's just a team turning in the wrong direction. I think New England's kind of playing better behind Mac Jones now. Give me New England minus three and a half. I agree. New England giving three and a half. They're playing better football. The Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals, the Bengals at home are giving two and a half points. I thought that would be a little bit more, but then Cincinnati's coming off of that loss to the Jets last week. Cleveland's coming off the loss to the Steelers. Both teams reeling a little bit. What do you think? There's disarray in that Browns locker room with the, this Odell Beckham Jr. stuff. There, there's drama going on there. There's a big L. I think things are starting to spiral, spiral in the wrong direction. Give me the Bengals minus two and a half uh, coming off that loss to the Jets and get a, a comeback W against uh, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I definitely see Cincinnati kind of getting a wake-up call last week. I think they win at home. The Denver Broncos and Dallas Cowboys will head, head go head-to-head in Dallas. Dallas is giving nine and a half. This is after Von Miller got traded. Dak Prescott is expected to be back. Who do you like here? So this, this one's interesting for me. Uh, I think uh, Denver is kind of a team that when you're in their locker room, they're probably a team that's uh, feeling uh, things are going the wrong way. They trade away a couple of players, including franchise cornerstone Von Miller. Give me the Cowboys minus nine and a half. I know that's a lot of points, but uh, I think Denver's just uh, kind of given up on this year. I agree. Dallas giving nine and a half. They look like a red hot team and Dak coming back. You think big things. The Buffalo Bills go to Jacksonville. Jacksonville obviously struggling this season. Jacksonville is getting 14 and a half points at home against the Buffalo Bills. Do the Bills win and cover or just win? I think they win and cover. I I don't like this Jags team whatsoever. I I think Buffalo gets back on that uh, big time winning track when they were absolutely busting the doors off the spread. So give me the Bills minus 14 and a half. I'm actually, I, I, you know, I lost a couple picks last week with these big spreads. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars getting 14 and a half to just keep it close. They're at home. Buffalo's on the road. 
Maybe it's a pipe dream, but it's a wish. All right, Houston Texans, Miami Dolphins in the toilet bowl. Both of these teams are awful. Houston is getting six and a half on the road. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is expected to be back at quarterback for Houston. He was the quarterback at the early portions of the season when things were competitive. Uh, Miami, boy, they're a wreck. What do you think about this game? This game is an absolute mess and one that sucks to be picking. Uh, so in this sense, it's almost like a pick them because I feel like it could be a Miami blowout or just a close game that's just ugly. But I'm still taking the Dolphins minus five and a half. I think maybe Tua gives us a decent performance against a terrible Texans team. I took Houston getting six and a half. If Tyrod Taylor's back, I think they're going to be competitive. It'll be close. All right, the Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints. The Saints are going to be without Jameis Winston for the rest of the year after tearing his ACL. Uh, I even heard a rumor that Phillip Rivers was throwing his hat in to be the next quarterback of the Saints. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But nonetheless, the Saints are giving five and a half at home to Atlanta, even with no real quarterback. What do you think about this NFC South game? Oh, I'm jumping on that plus six and a half from Atlanta. After losing your starting QB, uh, Michael Thomas is also done for the year again. Uh, I'm just leaning Atlanta. I I don't think they win this game. Uh, I still think New Orleans is enough to to win it, but I think it's going to be tight. So give me Atlanta plus six and a half. Give me the Saints minus five and a half. If Taysom Hill's uh, a quarterback, he can make plays. He can. He's just a playmaker. I've seen him do it before. I like the Saints, and I don't think Atlanta is that good. Still at Sunday at one o'clock, the Las Vegas Raiders go to the New York Giants. Raiders are obviously dealing with the Henry Ruggs incident, which is just heartbreaking uh, in every which way. It's inexcusable. Nonetheless, Vegas is getting, I'm sorry, giving two and a half on the road. The New York Giants took the Chiefs to the wire on Monday Night Football last week. What do you think about this one? I think that's had more to say about the Chiefs than it did the Giants. And the Giants love to lose games in heartbreaking fashion. I think those points are enough for me to take the Raiders and the points. I agree. Take the Raiders minus two and a half. Now we're at 405. The Los Angeles Chargers go across country to the Philadelphia Eagles. Philly is getting two and a half at home. They're coming off of a huge blowout win over the Detroit Lions. What do you think about this one? I'm still leaning towards the Chargers after they once again went across country to play the Patriots last week. I believe it was. I'm still I'm still leaning on the Chargers here uh, minus those points. Chargers might have come down to earth a little bit, and that's the same with their quarterback. Philadelphia, did they find something, or was it a flash in the pan? I don't know. I'll take the Philadelphia Eagles getting points at home. Next at 425, a game that everyone thought was going to be tremendous. Now it's it's a huge question mark. The Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love will be a quarterback against those reeling Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Green Bay is getting seven and a half points. What do you think about this one? This could also be a toilet bowl. Uh unfortunately somehow yeah. uh the chiefs are bad uh, and the packers don't have their starting quarterback but seven and a half i i feel like kansas city wins this one by, by more than seven and a half just because they have their quarterback uh i just don't like the packers without aaron Rodgers. so uh, give me the chiefs minus those points i it's a tough one but uh that's just the way i'm gonna lean on it Patrick Mahomes is awful right now. Let's call a spade a spade. You watch him play. He's not the same quarterback. Jordan Love has something to prove. I think this is his opportunity. I wouldn't be shocked if Green Bay plays a a pretty good brand of football. They know that he's had all the reps this week. He's experienced in the system. I'll take Green Bay getting seven and a half, even on the road. Uh, Arizona goes to San Francisco. The Cardinals get I'm giving one and a half on the road to the 49ers in this NFC West matchup. What do you think about this one, Michael? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sticking with the Cardinals at the top of the division there. They could, uh, they could reclaim first place if the Packers falter. Um, 
not a whole lot of points. So I, I think the Cardinals are just a better team all the way around, uh, especially coming off a loss. Uh, give me Arizona. I agree. I'll take Arizona giving one and a half, even on the road Sunday night football, the Tennessee Titans, Los Angeles Rams could be a good game. No Derrick Henry. Not so sure. Adrian Peterson comes into town for Tennessee. Tennessee's getting seven and a half on the road. What do you think about this Sunday night game? This, I think it's going to be an interesting game. It sucks without uh, Derrick Henry in the mix, but uh, I, I think the Rams just have so much firepower now, offense, defense, special teams, you name it. They're a loaded team. Um, I feel like they come out, and uh, without that running game, I think Tennessee gets punched in the mouth, and the Rams win by uh, a whole lot more than seven and a half points. I actually think the Titans are going to stand tall and keep it close. I don't think they win, but I think they keep it close. I'll take the Titans getting seven and a half. Again, that might be a little bit of a risk, but nonetheless, that's my pick. Monday night, the game everyone cares about, the Chicago Bears going to Pittsburgh, Heinz Field, Monday night football, color rush, all the things you talked about earlier. The Steelers, according to my spread that I most, that I made my pick, was five and a half. I've seen six. I've seen six and a half as well. Michael, what do you think about this game between the Steelers and Bears? How do you have it coming down, and what's your final score? So the way this is set up, this is not going to be. In a tight one, that's just a, a heartbreaker. I, I feel like the Steelers win this game, uh, especially with the rookie quarterback. I feel like this could be one of the uh, the bigger spreads, uh, final score for the Steelers on the season. Um, so give me the Steelers, 27 to 12 four oh. field goals for the Chicago bears. It's funny you say that because for me, I thought about the Steelers being able to run the football, control the clock. A lot of times that leads to low scoring. I think they're going to do well in those critical areas, third down offense, red zone. I think the Steelers win this game and I'll go into more detail on Monday in my let's ride podcast, but I'm going to go with the Steelers 27 Chicago 13. So I just beat you by one point. I think they're going to get Justin Fields as a playmaker. I think maybe he scrambles for a touchdown or something like that, but uh, so there you go. All right, Michael, any final thoughts before I let you go? Oh, the Steelers continuing this win streak here will be massive. Uh, they got to win. They got to win the stretch to, to keep pace if they want to be division champions, but beating the Browns, put themselves in position to do that. Now they just got to win a couple games against the Ravens and get that one back against the Bengals. And they could be division champs after all the smack I've talked about them. It's honestly kind of an exciting time to be a Steelers fan once again. So I'm excited for this team. The roller coaster ride that is being Michael Beck. All right, folks, we're here for it every Friday. Michael, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Jeff. Thank you. All right, Steeler fans, thank you to Michael Beck for joining me, as he always does on Friday. I want to finish this podcast up with a little heart-to-heart, as I always do. So I was on Twitter, and this was uh, just before recording this podcast, and I tweeted this out. It was a retweet of, uh, excuse me, it was a retweet, a quote tweet, I guess, technically, using the proper verbiage, of NFL on CBS. It said, the only NFL quarterback who hasn't thrown an interception since week five, Ben Roethlisberger. He's 3-0 and in that span, 748 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and that's only among quarterbacks with multiple starts. So if they started just once, obviously that doesn't count. So I retweeted, I quote tweeted that and said, well, 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 Ben haters are probably big mad about this. And I had a follower respond and said, well, what exactly is a Ben hater? I can think he's done and should have hung it up last season. Does that make me a hater? Because he's saying, like, I thought he was done last year. And I responded with this, and this is kind of my my final thoughts here for this week. This is my heart-to-heart. I said, no. 
I said, to me, a hater is someone who wants to see the team fail to fit their own personal narrative. And there's people out there that have been bashing Ben for the last how many years? Maybe it was just two seasons. Maybe it was four. Saying he's done, he's washed, whatever you want to say. And they want him to fail. They don't want him to succeed at all. I said, you can think what you want, but if you still want to see the team succeed, you're not a hater. And that, I think that's very important for fans to realize. Meaning, okay, so you think Roethlisberger might be done, but you can still recognize he still play, he has still the possibility of playing good football, and he can still win football games. And so for that, you're going to be, hey, let's go. Let's get the job done. Let's see how far we can ride this horse. And maybe you never know. You never know. You can have those opinions and still root for the team. So don't be a hater. That's the message for this week. Don't be a hater. So I hope you have a great weekend planned. Uh, For me, going to get some yard work done. Sunday's kind of like a regular Sunday. I'm going to go golfing on Saturday, hit the links hopefully a few more times before it gets too cold here in the mid-Atlantic. Boy, it's been getting cold. Man, that's crazy how quick that came. Nonetheless, I hope you have some great plans. If you love to just watch football, enjoy it. I will be back on Monday to get you geared up for that primetime game. So be ready. Be ready, my ride or die crew. Yeah, I know you always are. All right, folks, you know how we finish out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day. I'll see you on Monday. Great to you. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.